Hello, my friends. Welcome to Word Made Digital. I'm your host, Joanna LaFleur, and this is now season six, episode one. I'm so pumped to be with you. Sometime over the course of season five, we had uh, over 300,000, I think almost even pushing to 350,000 downloads of this podcast. So thank you for listening, for checking it out, for sharing, for commenting, for all the ways that you are engaging with this content. We make it because we want it to help you. And uh, this whole season is going to be about fruit of the spirit. This episode actually is with me. You're just going to hear my voice throughout. And we're going to give you some updates about what's coming this season, what's been going on in Word Made Digital Land, and some of my sort of thoughts and opinions on all these things. We've never actually done an episode with just me talking. So would love your feedback. Let me know if you never want me to do that again or you uh, want more of that. You want some more of thoughts with Joanna or whatever we want to call it. Uh, so we're talking about the fruit of the spirit. And just uh, recently, uh, just a few days ago, I was listening to an episode of Carrie Newhoff's podcast where he interviewed Christine Kane and she addresses the fruit of the spirit. She's saying, you know, in this pandemic life where the churches have closed, it's become actually much more dependent on if we are serious about our faith, about if it will continue. Well, uh, what we need is authentic faith. We need this flowing from the inside out fruit of the spirit kind of faith, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. We need these kinds of things. They're not just like a nice Sunday school idea, but they're actually the power and the foundation behind our leadership with God helping us through his spirit, the Holy Spirit, making us less anxious people in the world, making us people who are attractive because of what we represent in a a world that's looking for identity, looking for purpose, looking for meaning, dealing with mental health issues, dealing with cancel culture. We stand out when we represent the fruit of the spirit. So This one's just going to be me and of course, a huge thanks to Compassion Canada, but we have a new sponsor. Actually, I want to let you know Waybase is going to be making this season possible along with Compassion Canada. I'm so grateful for these sponsors and partners. You're going to hear a little bit more about them. Can't wait for you to get to know them a little bit and discover what they're doing in this and a few future episodes. So this is me giving some updates, whether you're wanting to check us out on, you know, podcast platforms, you want to check us out on YouTube. I hope you enjoy this upcoming season. Let's go. Welcome to the Word Made Digital Podcast with Joanna LaFleur. You're listening to Season 6. Word Made Digital brings you interviews with Christian creatives and communicators to inspire, challenge, and equip you in your own work. The church has the best news in the world, so we want to help you be the best communicators in the world. Here we go. Hello, my friends. Welcome to Word Made Digital. This is season six, episode one, or maybe uh, you could say intro episode. So pre-episode one. Uh, Doing something a little different for this episode. Um, I am your host, Joanna LaFleur, and normally I am interviewing other people. There, I think, has been one or two episodes where someone has interviewed me, Uh, but for the most part, this whole thing is about me interviewing others. And, um, I started that because I was having so many of these brilliant, thoughtful conversations with people without a microphone around. This is a number of years ago now before we're made digital, the podcast started. And I said, you know, what would it look like 
if these great conversations that I'm having could uh, invite more people into them. Because uh, if I have a good thing, I want to share it. I think as a natural, maybe as a natural salesperson, I just want to share things that I love. And so if I'm having a conversation that I love, that has enlightened me or stretched me or challenged me or inspired me in some way, I always want other people to be part of it. Maybe that's the Enneagram 7, maybe that's a bit of the sales pitch in me, I don't know. But I I do hope that all of those things in me could be used for good and not evil. And I hope that this podcast is one of those ways to uh, offer to you, uh, the listener, lots of great content and conversation that I have found helpful, interesting, insightful in my own life, in my own world. And um, Um, I want to bring that to you. You know, these conversations um, started out just as a as a hobby for me. Uh, I had a full time job serving in a church. I'd come from some pastoral positions, moved into director roles in all things church communications and creative. And I wanted to do this podcast because of those conversations I was having. What if I just put a mic down and could record them and offer them to more people because they were so valuable to me? And then from there, it's grown into... um, a long-standing podcast now, multi-year, multi-season podcast, and um, sponsors have come alongside. I'm so grateful for that uh, in order to make this um, sustainable for myself and the small team. Shout out to Brandon, who's been um, editing these podcasts from the beginning. Thanks so much, Brandon. And and the team has grown a little bit since then. You know, Kristen was working on the last podcast season and we've got M and we've got Noor and um, Toby throws in sometimes on various projects to do video stuff. So anyways, that's sort of the growing tea, but I'm rambling already and I was worried that would happen. And I want to tell you what this episode is before I get a step further. This episode is me alone giving you an intro to season six. I want to talk about Word Made Digital as I've already started entering into without telling you I was doing it. I want to talk about some updates. Uh, What's going on with Word Made Digital? A little behind the scenes look at um, this podcast, this little team that's growing the little engine that could. I want to talk about um, why we're doing what we're doing here as we enter into season six, Uh, an honest kind of assessment of the state of life and church in 2021, as uh, the view is from here in Toronto, Canada, as I sit here in my uh, in my new home, my new condo here in Toronto, and um, want to talk about um, this series ahead and the theme, the focus, why we're doing it. So um, before we go too much farther, let me start then with a little bit of updates about Word Made Digital. Um, the team, Word Made Digital, the podcast, Word Made Digital, the tutorials, Word Made, it's, it started to grow. It started as, well, honestly, Honestly, actually, Word Made Digital started as a title of my my master's thesis, but it's grown from there into the podcast, which grew into um, consulting work to help and serve ch- churches and ministries who are trying to figure out how to do uh, communications and creative work. And in this digital age, how do we help them do the things we talk about here every week on the podcast? And it's grown into a small team who, uh, we get to do this with. It's so much more fun to do it on a team than by myself. So let me give you that update. Um, right now, Brandon, as I said, Brandon is the guy who edits all these podcasts. He's been with us from season one, episode one, and I'm so grateful for his faithfulness, his skill. He has a, a studio that does, um, far more complex things than podcast editing. Um, but in that he also is just wanting to come alongside podcasters. So I'm really, uh, grateful for him. He's a guy I've known, 
I think since the early 2000s, I think I've known him from early church days uh, when we were like in youth group together, if my memory serves me. He was a bit younger, so he was sort of in the junior high when I was senior high, but we've known each other, uh, you know, a long time. So Brandon, you're the best. Thank you so much. Um, also on the team uh, of Word Made Digital now, we have um, this awesome, talented, creative woman named M. I don't know if I'm supposed to use last names, so I'm just using first. Emily is um, someone who I've worked with over the years, again, on creative projects, comms projects in church. And um, it's really just a privilege to have her on the team in a more meaningful staff capacity um, as she just brings so much. She has a different kind of brain than mine, and she thinks thinks really, um, creatively. She thinks about visual and she has really an empathetic and an empathy and empathetic way of approaching our work. And I appreciate her insight and her sensitivity to what we're trying to grow and build as we want to serve and reach, um, a lot of churches, uh, to, because so many churches need help and we want to help them. And I'll get into that in a few minutes, but uh, you know, some of the angst of, of what I'm seeing and why we want to help. And okay. Also Noor is on the team now. Noor is uh, project management and, um, thoughtful about details and admin stuff that I always forget or don't think of. She has fixed my calendar, <laughs> which has made my life you know, 50% less stressful because my calendar was a hot mess. So Noor is beyond just calendar. She's um, really a project manager um, in experience and background. And so really um, grateful to have her on this team again, and actually just uh, been really great to see how this team has formed uh, so quickly to connect with one another and to catch the vision of what this could be or what it is and what it could be in terms of reaching people. So, Hey, listen, speaking of reach, um, I don't talk too much on this podcast about numbers, honestly, because I actually don't usually know them. (laughs) I make it a practice to not look at numbers unless I have to, um, maybe, um, somebody else on the team will need to track those better in the future, um, for metrics and for sponsors and all that kind of stuff. But I try not to look at the numbers because the numbers of who's listening, who's downloading, who's watching, it's kind of like a weird moving target. I'm sure you know what I mean. Like it's, it feels like the same issue as we have when we have money, you know, if only I made this much money, if only I made, you know, this next amount of money, then I would be happy or I would have all the things that I want. And, um, and of course, when you arrive at that place, you want the next level. So in the same way with numbers of stats and downloads for this podcast, I have generally, generally tried to avoid it because I don't even know what it means most of the time. Like, uh, for some people, um, so for some people, the numbers feels like, you know, the number of downloads we've had feels like the number they get on any episode, any given episode. And for other people that would feel like, you know, such a crazy high number, they would never be able to achieve it. So I, I, I think the numbers are not always helpful. They can mess with our heads, say mess with value. They can either make you have a big head or make you feel really bad about yourself. Neither of which is sort of centering ourselves uh, on our identity in Christ and the purposes he's called us to. And the reason why we started We're Made Digital, of course, is to reach people. If we're not reaching anyone, if you guys aren't listening, uh, then yeah, I guess we should stop doing this. So at some point, of course, numbers do matter. But on another level, uh, I think they can distract us. So with all that to say, I was totally blown away this spring, spring 2021, when I had to look at the numbers and realized we'd 
we'd reached over 300,000 downloads. And actually, more accurately, it's closer to 350,000 downloads on the podcast. I was blown away. I don't know where that came from. I didn't expect it. But a bunch of you have started showing up and listening, and it means a lot. All, all the rant about numbers and why they're not great aside, it actually just is a deep encouragement to realize that people are listening. We hope you find this valuable. We hope that this adds inspiration, insight, education to your life and to your ministry, to your work as a creative or a communicator, as a leader. That's the point of what we're doing. And so that number uh, in some ways is very small in the big scale of podcasts and in other ways... It's a really cool milestone to mark. So thank you. Wow. Over 300,000 downloads on Word Made Digital. I'm, um, I'm amazed. I'm amazed at, at what God has done here. And, and I'm just amazed that you are along for the ride. So thank you so much for jumping in with us. The team is encouraged. We're pumped. We can't wait. Um, Uh, to see what happens next in terms of how we can collaborate, how we can switch things up, Uh, not, not change for the sake of change, but change to keep things fresh for you based on your feedback. And that's actually one of the reasons we're doing this episode where I'm just talking to you. I hope not talking at you. I want to talk with you. I love when you talk to us, when you talk to me, if you send a message, an email, a text, a DM, whatever it is, if you, um, if you clap back or reach out at us, uh, it's just really fun to have the conversation go both ways because sometimes I wonder if I'm speaking into thin air. Is anyone listening? Realizing that, you know, 300 or 350,000 downloads later, you are listening and it's a really meaningful, uh, you know, gas in the tank to want to keep going because that brings me to point number two in my list of points on this Uh, intro episode for season six, the state of life and church in 2021, man, that article that came out in the New York times that I think a lot of people have grabbed onto around the word languishing. Have you not felt like you're languishing this year? Oh my goodness. I came into 2021 and it's been rough. (laughs) I, I don't think I knew just how tired I was. I, my capacity for work has been diminished. My energy levels for the work has decreased. And so to the point where, you know, just keeping it real, like in winter of 2021, so it was like January, February, I was just struggling, struggling to focus, struggling to get work done. Um, you know, struggling to, to get this thing out. And I'm, I'm sort of questioning myself, questioning myself, wondering, you know, do I like this job anymore? Is this even what I want to be doing? Or am I, am I depressed or am I, um, burnt out? Or, you know, I was trying to figure out what it was that I was feeling. And then I began to talk to more people. And then this article in the New York times comes out with this word languishing, and it sort of puts a word we didn't have onto how it turns out millions of us are feeling. 
And there was something actually so empowering about just knowing I wasn't alone in this kind of feeling entering into a year into pandemic life. I haven't gotten on a plane and at this point it's end of May. So February of last year was the last time I was on a plane, which used to be a big part of my life and my work and how I was re-energized was by going and seeing new places and working with new people or just eating food in other places. That was my fun in life. And, oh man, just the year has taken a hit on so many of us, including myself. And so I was sort of in this feeling alone and that's just a classic thing we all do, isn't it? I was in this feeling kind of alone, wondering if I was the only one feeling this way and like what was wrong with me is maybe the the thing I was most deeply wondering, what's wrong with Joanna? It turns out actually like, although there is lots of things wrong with Joanna, this thing was actually a collective experience that the struggle, the exhaustion, the decreased capacity, the, um, wondering about work and, you know, all that stuff, uh, is something that a lot of us have been going through. So, so ironically putting a name to it actually made me kind of get out of it a little more. It kind of helped me shake the dust off when I realized it wasn't just me. There wasn't some, I don't know, inherent laziness or moral failure within me in terms of my capacity to work and be energized by work. Uh, I do love this work. I do love life in general. And uh, this has just been a rough year. just wanted to take a minute and talk to you about Compassion Canada. I've been sponsors of this podcast for a, a number of seasons now. I'm really grateful to partner with them. And there's just so much to get excited about, about what's happening in the world, even as we're waiting for this pandemic to end. You know, maybe you're looking to do something meaningful. You feel like there's been a lot of just struggle in the last year and you're looking to do something meaningful. You don't have to wait. You can join a bunch of other Canadians who are doing their part in a movement of really practical and ongoing compassion they're transforming lives of kids around the world and so there's lots of ways you can do that with compassion canada and you can use your skills and your passions and your creative energy to do something to make a difference no matter what your life looks like right now you can do good and make a difference so i got an example for you this guy harvey from alberta he couldn't get to his barber in the pandemic i love this so he turned his mullet into money and he's used it as an online fundraiser for compassion so then when he finally cut his hair i think they'd raised over seven thousand dollars and this was providing emergency food supplies for families who were also impacted by the pandemic so if you want to see his before and after and hear some more of the story, you can check that out down in the show notes. But if you're just looking for ways to spread a little good, just like Harvey and people like him, you don't need to go any further. You can do something meaningful this summer. Join other Canadians and join people around the world who are doing some good. Visit compassion.ca slash good for some practical life-giving ideas. Compassion.ca slash good. Links in the show notes. So there's all this work done by Barna, if you're familiar with Barna Group. They do great research, data mining on what's going on in the church. And specifically, they do it in the U.S. Um, for the U.S. market. But I think it applies to not just the U.S. It can ripple into you know us here in Canada, if you're in Canada, or it can ripple beyond that into just the general state of church in the world. And so by the end of 2020, so five, six months ago, 
20% of church attenders said they'd stopped attending church altogether. 20%. And actually, you know, 20% is is a huge number. And yet also I thought it would be more like 50% or 60%. Maybe people uh, are being less honest. I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know how Barnett gets these numbers, but what, what the number says, whether it's, um, very real or not is a significant change in church attendance, a significant change in our cultural experience of, um, church gatherings, Christian life, um, community of gathered people for religious reasons. The world so drastically changed in 2020. We all feel it. We all know it. And uh, it's brought us to this place of of burnout, of really, I think, not just burnout. Beyond that, when we talk about church, disillusionment, I think, is a big word that I'm seeing and feeling amongst my, my friends. I'm seeing it on the internet. Maybe you're feeling this. Um, people are wondering not all people, but there's a lot of people wondering like, what is the point of that church thing? Suddenly when it got taken away, I think a lot of people began genuinely saying, why did I go to that place again? Why did I get up early on a Sunday or rally my kids in the car and made them all, you know, look good and wash their face and get them to that church building? Or, you know, why did I serve so much at that place? Why, why, why? I think people have kind of taken a pause and a step back and are, I think in many good ways and a few ways that are more alarming have been asking questions about church and why we do it and what the point of it all is. I mean, Kerry Newhoff just uh, released a thing. He called it pastoring a mob. Um, and, and that's maybe another element in this is that just it's so divisive right now. Um, are you pro vaccine or anti vaccine? Pro maskers, anti maskers. There's uh, people who are, you know, thinking that the the church should take a big role in Black Lives Matter, and there's others who who have you know deep concerns with this group and don't want to use that phrase or those words to address issues of rec- racial reconciliation. Then we got uh, COVID conspiracies. We got left and right politics. We've got, oh my gosh, it just goes on and on. And so it feels like for so many Christian leaders, maybe you're one of them, maybe you feel this way. It feels like it's hard to find a win this year. It's another reason we've been disillusioned, burnt out, depressed, languishing, whatever the word is you would use to describe yourself. I feel some of those myself. It's it's been rough, uh, especially, you know, there's lots of people who've assessed it, but especially just with a lack of personal connection, um, encouragement, that hug, that look in the eye that you can get from someone when you meet in person, the job title has stayed the same, but the job description has so drastically changed for so many leaders. Um, we've all just been, um, struggling to find the wins. And, you know, even a couple of weeks ago, I posted, uh, like a two minute, I do a, I do a TV show here in Canada, a women's talk show. And I do like, um, I'm on a panel, but I also do a Bible segment for a number of the episodes It's two minute Bible segment. That's part of a, you know, a full show, like a 30 minute television show. I have a two minute Bible segment and often I'm tasked with taking in two minutes how to quote unquote, teach the Bible or bring a word of encouragement or a thought around scripture in two minutes or less. Obviously, uh, very challenging. I love the challenge, but a challenge to, to say anything of depth, uh, and to say anything that really helps people in two minutes. So 
I posted a clip of this segment on my social media a couple of weeks ago about, I was talking about the deconstruction of church, deconstruction and then reconstruction. So the invitation, yes, some things need to be torn down and also maybe don't just stop there at the tearing down, actually think of ways to reimagine, rebuild, um, dream of what this kingdom of God on earth could look like, you know, with Jesus at the center in our lives and in the world. And all to say, I had a lot of people who were greatly encouraged. It was exactly like people in tears. You know, this is exactly what I needed to hear. Thank you so much. And then there were all these other people who had major issues with what I posted. Basically, the short version was that I didn't say enough, that there was complexities to this issue. I was making it very simple. And I mean, of course, that's true. It's a two-minute clip for a TV show. <laughs> There's like no way that I could get into the complexities of this issue in a two-minute Bible clip. And certainly even in a 30-minute show that it was in context of, there was no way uh, that you could get into all the nuanced complexities, the trauma people have gone through, the time that people need to grieve and heal before they're able to rebuild, all that stuff. I hear it. I agree with it. It just can't be done in two minutes. And so I guess that leaves me with the question, does that mean as a leader, uh, I shouldn't post those two minute clips because it makes a complex issue too simple? Or should I keep posting that kind of content because actually it does encourage and help a lot of people, even if it can't get to, you know, the depth of complexity, uh, the depth of the pain and struggle that a lot of people are going through. I'm still actually not quite sure what my answer is to that, but this is the kind of year we've been having, the state of the church, where even when talking about the proper critique and deconstruction that we need to do, I'm being critiqued <laughs> and, and my own words being deconstructed. In some ways, I suppose that's what I'm asking for when I make that kind of post. But in another way, it surprised me that even when talking about the thing that's going on, you can critique the thing that talks about the thing. It just feels endless and it feels exhausting to, to want to put your voice out there, to want to uh, open yourself up for this kind of critique. It's a um, vulnerability that we have to have and accept if we choose to put content and thought on the internet. So, I mean, beyond pastoring the mob and languishing and burnout and deconstruction that everybody's doing, uh, then we just had just such a sad time with a lot of really prominent leaders. I've talked a little bit about it on the podcast, but Man, and that's actually partly what has brought us to what we're doing with season six, uh, which I haven't said yet, but if you've skipped ahead, you already know, but I haven't got there yet. Uh, you'll, you'll find out in a minute, but I got to name these names, you know, like Carl Lentz, Ravi Zacharias, Jerry Falwell. I want to add Rachel Hollis in there, who's sort of a pseudo Christian leader for, you know, millions of women out there uh, as a motivational speaker who kind of sprinkles Bible on top. There's, there's, uh, I mean, the Dallas Hillsong Church has shut down <laughs> as a result of issues with their leadership. Uh, we had not just Carl, but another pastor from the Hillsong East Coast had to leave because of sketchy stuff that happened on the internet. Um, it's, it's been really painful on a, on, it feels so personal. And I don't know most of these people personally. I've met a few of them. I, I don't know all of them personally, but 
it has felt personal when people we look up to, people we are taught under, you know, people who have taught us and influenced our faith, um, whether near or far, have like a pretty public implosion, a public debacle. Particularly for me, it was the Rabbi Zacharias one that really hit home. I don't know about you, maybe it's a different name for you, but uh, because I uh, come from a family that I think approaches faith from um, maybe a a less charismatic, a more maybe intellectual perspective, uh, he was someone who was sort of lifted up in those communities I grew up in. And my dad literally listened to his radio show. I think every week it was on the air. I would go through my parents' bedroom growing up as a kid or a teenager. I would hear it on the Christian radio station playing in his bathroom as he was getting, you know, as he was kind of getting ready for the day. Uh, Ravi Zacharias and his books and his work were a big part of of the development of uh, my own faith, I think, as a, as a young person, particularly in my, my, my teen years and coming into my 20s. I just, someone I really admired. I appreciated that he wasn't a white guy too. That was another factor. It was just like, also he had like a lot of Canadian history. Uh, if, if you don't know, he, he started his ministry in Toronto and uh, his family is here. Um, um, actually, his brother-in-law, Sundar Krishnan, is someone who we interviewed here on this podcast. Hope to have him on again, not about this particular issue necessarily, but just an amazing teacher and thinker as well. Just another Toronto tie for Ravi Zacharias that has led to him being, uh, you know, impactful in my life. And so when all this stuff came out about him, there had been whispers of this for the last few years before stuff really came out about um, seemingly, you know, predatory behavior with, with women at, um, what were supposed to be like registered massage parlors, part massage therapists turned into like these creepy massage parlor vibes for him. And, um, a lot of sketchy texting and communication with women around the world. Uh, don't, you can look it up if you, if you don't know anything about this, go look it up if you really want to know. But the point is, it was so disheartening. It was just another thing that happened in in 2020 and 2021, particularly 2020, but uh, that just reminded me that this is going to keep happening, that leaders we look up to, hey, you know, I hope not me. That's why we're trying to do things differently here, but just all leaders are vulnerable to failure are vulnerable to let you down. I mean, every leader is going to let you down. That's for sure. And hopefully most leaders won't have like really major public, uh, debacle implosion type things that are, um, turning out to be like that. They're kind of predatorial people who, um, you know, lean on the verge of, you know, alleged even criminal behavior. You know, that's not the story of most people. Most people, it's not that sensational. But yeah, leaders are going to let us down. Leaders are not the reason we're in this in the first place. They aren't the reason that we are following Jesus. Um, They have had huge impact on our life and there's appropriate ways to grieve that and to process that and to ask questions about why this keeps happening over and over and what are the patterns that we are participating in, that we are complicit in, that allows men usually, but also women to come into such a Uh, an untouchable place in their Christian leadership that we aren't able to as people, but also especially as maybe the boards and people they're accountable to more directly ask the right questions about what's going on in their life. And is this person okay? 
introduce you to a new sponsor for season six. I'm really excited and honored to have Waybase on board. Waybase.com is where I want you to go and check this out. Do you know if you're Canadian, have you ever thought about how many Christian ministries there are in Canada? Well, if, if you do know the answer to that question, and I want you to go to their website, if you do know the answer to that question, it's probably because Waybase told you or someone who Waybase told told you because they have been compiling this information for every ministry in every denomination, Catholic, Protestant, Pentecostal, Baptist, you name it, they've compiled this data and Waybase has launched with a vision to enable Christian ministries and individuals to actually work together more effectively to improve people's lives, improve our communities, and of course, ultimately the world. They've started in Canada, but one day, not too long from now, they're going to be serving more and more parts of the whole world, the whole Christian community, and then therefore the the whole communities in which we live. So I want you to go to their website because if you haven't heard it yet, 30,000 churches, ministries, Christian organizations across Canada, they're all listed and you can begin exploring today. You can check out, um, you can check out really all kinds of things that are going on across the country. I want you to start researching your community, collaborating with other people around you, sign up and claim your listing today, waybase.com. So it leads me to this season, season six. I'm sitting down with, with my team and I'm, I'm sitting there wondering like, okay, guys, honestly, we've had all this stuff that I just said. Does anybody need a podcast right now? Do we need a season six right now? Because we're not just doing this because we have to. We're doing it because we actually think that it's going to help some people. So what do we do with a season six? Do we carry on? What should we do? Or if not, do we take a pause? Do we need a break to give everybody in the world less noise? You know, that switch foot song, if you're adding to the noise, turn off the sound. So always, I would say, if we're adding to the noise, if my voice is adding to the noise, please turn me off. But if we aren't, if we could add something that isn't noise, but is actually helpful, what would that be? Well, um, that brings us to season six and where we landed on was the fruit of the spirit straight up. What we need is actually an, a product of the thing that happens when we hang out with Jesus, as he says in John chapter 15, right? Abide in me and you'll bear much fruit, hang out, live in, be connected to me, Jesus. And as you do that, as my yoke is easy and my burden is light, you don't have to strive for it, but the natural thing that's going to happen is fruit. And what is the fruit that's produced by this kind of abiding? Well, Paul says in Galatians, It's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And so I don't have a super trendy, cool series title for this. I think partly on purpose. Partly it's because I'm tired and we all are tired or not all. A lot of us here, certainly in Toronto, we've had the longest lockdowns in all of North America, like 300 plus days of it at this point. So we're tired here. But so partly it's tiredness, but also partly I think I don't want to be... I don't want to be, uh, 
over, <laughs> over kind of commercializing this. I want to talk about the fruit of the spirit because that's exactly what it is. Um, so each episode, we're going to be focusing on one of these characteristics, love, joy, peace, basically, as I said. So we're looking at, um, interviews with people who can speak to these issues because they exemplify these things. They've worked them out in their own life. They're living in a way that helps us. So for example, let me give you a few of these names. I mean, maybe I'll give you all the names. We'll see what happens. Uh, John Mark Comer, who wrote The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Well, we're going to be talking to him about patience because the other word for patience is long suffering. So we're going to be talking about uh, suffering and patience and hurry, how we remove this anxious hurry from our life. We're going to talk to him about that. It's a great episode. Uh, Danielle Strickland is going to be back. She's coming with a team of people from Imbi, In My Backyard. They're going to be talking about love, what it means to love your neighbor as they actually build tiny homes in people's yards, on people's properties to give housing to people who can't afford regular housing or are refugees or just coming out of, you know, a homelessness, um, situation and they need a place to transition into, um, a healthier and stable life. We're talking to Krish Kandaya, who is, um, just a huge advocate for children and foster care system. He comes out of the UK and he works with the BBC and he works with government all over Europe, all around fostering and why Christians need to be involved. We talked to John Acuff. We're talking to Aaron Nequest, Danielle Koch. We're talking to Tiffany Bloom, Dr. Mary Lynn, Chris Chase, a bunch of bonus episodes. And we're going to end the season with a panel of Gen Z people who are going to be talking about and reflecting on this whole thing. It's this idea that these nine attributes or virtues of Christian life that Paul describes in Galatians, these fruit of the spirit are what happens when we walk in the spirit. It's what happens when instead of all these debacles I've named, like I went into Ravi and Ravi Zacharias and Carl and all these people getting away from, um, that kind of toxic or rotten fruit that is sort of some of the evidence in their life. They had great fruit too. There was amazing, amazing fruitfulness in other areas of their life. Um, but in the end, what we've seen is some of this fruit was really, really rotten for them. And so what happens for us as Christians, if we choose to connect, if we choose to lean into abiding with Jesus, to walk with the spirit, to walk in step with him, and we actually get good fruit, delicious fruit. We aren't straining and striving for it, but actually what happens is we grow in character. We grow in integrity. We grow in a love for God that comes out in all of these, you know, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And the reason I say them like that is because I'm thinking of a Sunday school song. I don't know about you. If you grew up in a church context, you may also know a fruit of the spirit song that's kind of locked in your head and uh, helps you remember them all as you can spit them out like I can. So we need to stay close to Jesus. Uh, more than ever, I feel that in my own life. I'm seeing that as lots of friends are questioning church or walking away from Jesus. I want to more than ever abide in Jesus. And this team here at Word Made Digital, we want uh, to do that. We want to offer that to you. We want to give you more wisdom and insight and encouragement for your own journey as you abide in Him to bear much fruit. So we can stay close to Jesus in prayer. 
in our Christian community, showing up, just showing up, just showing up. That means to abide, to hang out, to be with and be in Christ. And uh, we're going to do that through meditation on scripture in um, rich, intellectual and thoughtful and fun conversation with some people who are really living this out, these attributes out in their life. And can't wait to bring you this season. I am curious to hear also what you think about this style of podcast, uh, as I said, we've never done an episode like this before where it's just the Joanna rant. (laughs) I have no guest. No one is interviewing me. It's just my voice coming in your ear and some honest thoughts about where I've been at, where the show is at, uh, where Word Made Digital is at, and really where the church is at and how we want to serve you. The heart behind this whole thing is that we serve you as leaders as Christians, as creatives, as people who are trying to figure this whole thing out and maybe trying to figure out too, if you want to walk away from your own faith. I know some people listening, that is where you're at. You're trying to decide, do you want to, (laughs) do you want to abide in Christ? Does that mean you also have to be in your church that you've begun to see is maybe unhealthy for you? So I want to walk that journey with you in this whole season. I hope it encourages you. I hope you would listen, share, subscribe, tweet about, post about all that stuff. And not because, um, we are obsessed with the numbers, but because we actually want to help people. We want to encourage you. We want to, uh, equip you and your friends. So the only way we can do that, if we don't already know them is for you to pass it along to them. So that would be just so meaningful, but Here we go. Season six. Cannot believe we're already at season six of this podcast and grateful for every moment that you lean in and listen. Can't wait to bring you uh, what's shaping up to be about a 12 episode shorter season over this spring summer, uh, really leaning into the summer months, especially. We can't wait um, for you to learn and grow with us with all of these brilliant guests. So we will see you on the next episode with John Mark Comer. All right, that is all from me today. Thanks so much to Compassion and Waybase for making this possible. I want you to check out the links to their uh, to their websites below. Check out who they are in the show notes. And next up on the podcast, we have our first interview episode of the season. We're diving in with John Mark Comer from Bridgetown Church and Practicing the Way. We're going to be talking about the fruit of patience, or another way of saying that is long suffering. So he's got a lot to say about that. If you know anything about him, you know, he's going to have some great insights for us. Can't wait to see you next week on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. See you there. Thanks for listening to the Word Made Digital podcast with Joanna LaFleur. If you like this content, hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode, rate it and share this episode with your friends. Head over to wordmadedigital.com for more free tools and helpful content for creatives and communicators. We love helping you communicate the best news in the world 